space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and of course with me is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And this time we're looking at Star Trek Picard, Episode 3, The End is the Beginning. Yeah, really good episode. Really good episode, yeah. But we've got a theory on this that it's actually maybe Episode (laughs) 2.1. Yeah, because this is, I mean, it's, it's sort of my conspiracy theory, but... If you remember back when they were first announcing Picard and everything, they were announcing directors and Jonathan Frakes was announced as directing episode three and four. Yeah. And what they were basically saying is we're filming it in blocks. Each block is two episodes. Each director gets two episodes. Gets two episodes. So, which I said at the end of last week of our of this podcast, I said we should have Jonathan Frakes yeah. next week. I also said that we wouldn't have... Um, it's two Romulans. Yep. Because they're only credited with two episodes each. Yeah. For a third episode. So we think that block one, which was meant to be two episodes, somewhere in the edit has mutated into three episodes. Yeah, which should also explain why episode two was a bit slower. Yeah. And like, still a good episode, like we talked about this, but it didn't have a lot of action it didn't feel no there wasn't anything that made it stand out particularly yeah. and it, it just didn't feel like it was treading water as such no there was a lot of important stuff in there it there was <laughs> and it was as we say it was still a great episode but it it's definitely surrounded by two much stronger <laughs> episodes and yeah it feels like i, I think you said it, if this was it had been somehow re-edited into two one-hour episodes. Yeah. We'd have well, had the same amount the whole of content. Lot, I, I, I went back and I checked, and the, the first three episodes is two hours, 13 minutes. Yeah. So I'm thinking we were maybe meant to have two one-hour episodes to start with. It'll be interesting to see if three episodes are an hour long each. Yeah, then. yeah. And it's overrun by 15 minutes have gone... Look, there's loads of good stuff here. We've already they've cut little bits out anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because there's parts from the trailer that aren't actually in. Yeah, there is. There's part of his conversation with the admiral that you saw in the trailer, which is, as we talked about, is referenced, but yeah. we don't actually see yeah, it. Yeah, so that's so... ended up on the cutting room floor between making the trailer and yeah. releasing the episodes. But they've obviously thought, no, we're not cutting loads out. There's loads of important stuff yeah, yeah. here. It all builds on the story. Sod it. We did it in Discovery. We had an extra episode. Yeah. We'll do it here. We'll add an extra episode to give you all this stuff. So, yeah, that's what we think's happened, which hopefully means we'll get at least 11. Yeah. Um, I'd be quite happy if every two-hour block is, that, is <laughs> yeah. overrun and we suddenly end up with a 15-episode series. Yeah, that'd be all That'd right. be awesome. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, it depends when they did the edit on these episodes because they might have done it... If they did the edit on these ones early, they might have then gone back to the scripts of the later ones and cut it down. We don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's our theory. And Which um, makes sense when people are only credited with two episodes. And yeah, definitely. Three, and the director's only meant to have directed two episodes and they've directed three. Yeah, exactly. So, it's either way, this is definitely 
the end of the sort of opening act yeah. of the story. Yeah, if it was like all style TV, it'd be the end. This would be the final act of the pilot. Yes, it would. Yeah, this would be the pilot episode's done, and now we're gonna go and see what's going on. So, let's have a look at what we get in this one then. So, one thing we speculated on last week was that maybe the teasers would show us different perspectives on the attack on Mars. Yeah. And we got it. So Yeah, we get another one here from Picard's point of view. Yeah, and it's him basically... We don't see the meeting he has with the Admiralty. No, but we, we see him come out. Yeah, and it's we, we meet Rafi as a... We met her very briefly last week, yeah. but we meet her here as a... A Starfleet officer, and we get to see. And she obviously serves with Picard. Yeah, I noticed she's a lieutenant commander going by the pits yeah. on a collar, and I think again I've still not read the comic, but from that I think she functions pretty much as Picard's first officer. Yeah, in the... like I'm not sure if at this stage because I've not read the comics if Picard has a ship or if he's like a lot of admirals and he's ended up based on Earth and she's part of his his staff on Earth. Well, from what I understand of the comics, he does have a ship, uh, which is a... Oh, I forget the name of the class, but it's the same class as the Enterprise F from Star Trek Online. Right. I think it might be called the Odyssey class, but I, yeah. I can't swear yeah. to it. Um, so Picard does have a ship, and she's the first officer, but they're, as we know, spearheading it all. And these uniforms that they're wearing here are different to the ones we've got in the present day section. Yeah, well, it's 14 years ago, and we know that yeah. uniforms change. So we, we've had a couple of different uniforms, but... They've obviously gone back... They've gone from, like, during the Dominion War, we got very much, like, a very dark blue uniform. There wasn't a lot of colour. No, and then the grey shoulders yeah. and everything. Yeah, and we've, and gone we've obviously gone back to bright primary colours. Yeah, for the, the different divisions and yeah. everything. So that shows as well that Rafi then... She's either science or security, security. going from a... Uh, security, because blue's normally science. True. Yellow's yeah. engineering yes, and uh, security. So, yeah, so we get a little bit about her just from what she's wearing. Um, they're using the old com badges. It's still the same com badges as we saw in uh, the TNG movies. Yeah. DS9, Voyager. Well, it's on. <coughs> it's only six years later six than, years the, on, yeah. the Nemesis is this. So. Yeah. And do you think in this scene, were they using de-aging, do you yes, think? Yes, I think they've de-aged him. Yeah, a little bit. I thought maybe. It's hard no, to tell. I, no, I was, no, they have they've de-aged right. him. And they've done a very good job of it because it's... I think that's testament to how good a job they've done. When you say it's yeah, hard to no, tell that's it. what they've done, they're doing, they've, they're getting very good at this scene. Yeah, they are, TV definitely. Now. And um, Picard sort of mentions that the plans to use mothballed ships, which that kind of retroactively fills in why we have the Discovery-style ships yeah. in the Children of Mars. They're using old retired ships and everything. Well, so. this is after... This is after the attack on Mars. Because ah, they've wiped out the rescue fleet. So yeah. his plan this is a secondary plan he's ah, on right, Starfleet well, it with. explain it then. So, <laughs> so we so, still have... So he's on about using mothballed ships, um, yeah. calling up um, basically retired officers. Yes. A bit yeah. like what they did to Bones in the motion picture. Yeah, they drafted him <laughs> when he was at his disco. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, but we we find out ultimately 
Picard essentially has tried to use his standing in his career as leverage and said, you know, it, it, it's either you agree to this or I resign. I resign, and they let him resign. Yeah, which... they're shocked him by accepting his resignation. And that, I think, this is a bit of a sort of a running theme in the show so far is this idea of Picard's kind of arrogance that. In a way, because you know we've already had the you know we have the sheer fucking hubris and yeah. and you know and Rafi says oh well of course you didn't think they'd actually accept it uh, yeah and it, it's these little hints that maybe Picard did have too much of a, yeah. a high opinion of himself and he's kind of getting brought brought down the peg yeah. by what's going on here and it, it's interesting to do that with your main character and especially a character that. He's so beloved. Yeah, but like, it's it. Well, it's it's preventing him being a Mary Sue. I suppose so. Yeah. The sort of say, we've seen that from Next Generation is, and it's it's mentioned later in this episode is the contact with the Q. Yeah, yeah, the runoff is. It, it did all sort. They go on about this. So it's sort of like it does bring him a bit back down to. Yeah, and I, I think that is what we're doing, and I, I think like Picard in the first episode said something about like you know my prides kept yeah. me here all this and I think he is realising that he did sort of take his bat and go home yeah. you know and, and it was probably not the right thing to no. do and it, we are getting this not yeah, not like, bad character no, flaws to him but I think I think like we've seen that in the in these first few episodes we've seen that he regrets yeah, doing that with Starfleet. He's a lot more fallible than yeah than we've necessarily seen him before, which I don't think is a bad thing. What about then her calling him JL? How there's a lot of internet scuttlebutt yeah. about it. Yeah, um, it did sound odd. Yeah. It did. Cause it, it's because we're, nobody even calls him Jean-Luc, or very, very, very rarely. Rare, like Q does to wind him up. Yeah, Guinan calls him... Yeah. Does she call him Picard? I think she calls him Picard. And yeah. Like, Beverly once called him Jean in an early episode, but that yeah. was quickly dropped. Um, so it is unusual, but... We don't know the full <coughs> history. We've had six years of... Yeah, that we haven't seen. We don't know the history between them. And I think this is a thing that she started doing it, and he probably doesn't like it, but he's put up with it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just become a thing now. You know, I, I, to me, I don't think that damages Picard as a character. I know no, some people have. No, I don't think it damages him. I think it shows that she's either very good at her job and she's chosen this is what she calls him, and she's ignored him saying no, yeah, don't yeah. call me that. Yeah, probably. I mean, from what we know of her so far, she doesn't seem to be someone who necessarily takes instructions yeah. very well. And, you know, this scene ends then, basically, she is left in this position saying, oh, well, I've got to do it all on my own. Said, no, you've not, because they're firing you. Well, I, I've got... I'm, I don't like this, that... So, it's gone with a plan, the Starfleet. They've knocked it down. They've mm. totally... Knocked it back completely, one hundred percent, and he's handed in his resignation cost for it. Yeah, but why should she get fired for that? I don't know. I, I mean, have a problem with that. It's obviously sort of a, a political move by. It's political move by 
Starfleet Command. Yeah. I wonder if it's because she's because she's found all this information. So well, say yeah, that she's abused the security. She says she has evidence. Um, I mean, she says that in sort of the present day section, but. Yeah, maybe she's getting too close to it and they're using it as a... An excuse to... Uh, yeah, get rid of her. But yeah, there's definitely something. And that plants the seeds for why she might be resentful of Picard. Well, she pretty much does say that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> she says that through the episode. And we find out as well that he's he's not been in touch with her yeah. for the 10 well, years. Well, yeah, well, like as this opening scene, we get the credits and then it cuts straight to them. Yeah. Present day. Which is weird saying present day. This is just... Uh, this is one of my pet peeves. I hate it when films or TV have present day as the caption. Because does it say present day? It does. It does says it? present day, and it's like, it's not present day. It's the future. And, you know, <laughs> if we're watching this in 300 years, we'll be like, oh, well, it ain't present day because it's 100 years ago. Yeah. And you get it with stuff like 80s films used to do it all the time, present day, and you watch it now, and you're like, no, it's not. And I, I just think it's silly because I just think just put, the year, and yeah. then, then it's fixed. We know what it is. And right, they do it again, actually. At the start, they put it in the uh, normal calendar. Yeah, they do. They don't, they don't so they, use the start date. No, they, so they've done it once in the episode, so what? just stick with that. But that's just a pet peeve. No, I'm, I'm, I don't mind them saying it's back to present day. I'm thinking, like... I get it. To be yeah, present day. Yeah, it's the subjective present day of the yeah. show, and I'm fine with that, but... I just think it's ooh, it's just one of the ones that winds me up. Um, then yeah, Rafi, as we say, calls out. She says the nerve of you coming here, but you've already heard that from yeah. the admiral, which implies she's still got contact somewhere. Yeah. If she's heard, unless it's already is, I guess, missed a bit of the conversation. I think we missed some of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, it could well be. And she has, she's quite good at. Sort of not talking down to him, but pointing out his flaw. Like she says, well, you know, next time you want to do something illegal, don't go and tell the, <laughs> the commander in chief exactly. What your plan is. <laughs> yeah, and, and and Picard again. He admits, you know, I was foolish when I did the interview. And yeah. So he is admitting to his faults, and you can tell that he's embarrassed by the fact that he's not been in touch with her for this 10 years. 14. 14, sorry. And, you know, he realises that's wrong. That is her. She's very hurt yeah. by it. And she it, was, her career was taken away because of his actions. And then he's not even been, he's just sort of been licking his wounds yeah. and he's not made the effort. But it's like so. she says, like, yeah, you went back to the chateau, you've got, and he has, he's got a lovely yeah, chateau, yeah. he's got all this land he has, mm. he has a, quite a nice place that he lives, and she's living in literally a trailer. Yeah. A trailer beneath Kirk's Rock. Kirk's Rock, yeah. <laughs> At least it's in a nice location. But yeah. Um, but, yeah. So there's definitely a bit of antagonism from her part, yeah. and, but it's understandable. It's, he has been a bit of a dick. Yeah. And he is coming to terms with that and everything. Then we've got the space vaping. Which well, she says she, she does say that she's using a, a snake weed. Yeah, I I haven't uh, looked this up. I should have probably looked it up to see if the. No, actually... I think um, Michael Chabon, because um, he did this thing on Reddit uh, where he answered some like frequently asked questions, and that was one of the things he was asked about, and he clarified that it's an alien drug from another right. planet, and. Um, whether we'll get more on that, not just growing it, but but yeah, like, yeah. I I got the impression that she's maybe 
done this previously because she she almost thinks that she's back on the space yeah range. she does and i wonder if she calls him jl because when he's first met her if she's maybe been messed up yeah on, on this a bit and he's sort of brought her back to normal and he's got her as a really good commander. yeah he's seen how good she can be yeah yeah and, and that's the sort of thing picard would do and he sort of brought her into his inner circle and so yeah. she does call him jl and then when he left her she spiraled yeah. back down yeah that, i think that's very understandable and that is something that he will have to bear the burden of the guilt yeah. of that if that's what he's consigned her to. So, and I suppose the idea as well of uh, addiction in Star Trek's not something we've we've not done a lot. Like they had that episode symbiosis of Next Gen where you had the two planets and they were both yeah one on got the other drug. well that was one it. got the other one hooked on a drug yeah yeah. It was cure a plague. It did cure the plague, but then you ended up hooked and all had done. Yeah, for that was a century it. was was. And you know, famously, uh, Hal and Ellison, when he wrote "City on the Edge of Forever," wanted to have instead of McCoy accidentally getting dosed, they wanted to have a drug addict on the Enterprise who you know went through the Guardian of Forever, and Gene Roddenberry shot it down. Yeah. So it's it is one of the first times that we're dealing with this kind of thing, and. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, if they do actually deal with it, or... Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I would imagine by this point in the future, with how much we know about neurology and things, that surely we can just switch off the addiction yeah. part of your brain, but then then it's... If you're not physically addicted, it's obviously an emotional addiction, and it's you doing yeah. it to get away from things. So that will always be there, people wanting to do that, but... I'm interested to see where it goes. I have to say I'm not 100% on board with Raffi at the moment. There's just something... Yeah. I don't know. I've just not connected with the character yet. And I don't know whether it's the performance. I don't know whether it's the character. I think it's because we're seeing her as a broken character at the moment. Maybe so, but... She's been broken. She's been antagonistic towards Picard. Maybe so. She's saying she won't help him. But then she obviously does. (laughs) Yeah, obviously, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying I hate her, and I'm going to switch her off or anything. But yeah, I want to see where we go with that. And then back on the Borg ship, then we get Hugh. Uh, yeah, he's introduced with relatively little fanfare. He's just there. He's there, and he's watching back Soji where she was speaking to the nameless alien in their own language. And it's quite clear, like, Hugh's... We get it confirmed later in the episode yeah. that even at this point, he's the boss, he's the overseer. Yeah. Well, like, I find this strange that... Because the Romulans are obviously in command of this. Yeah. But... And they're trying to reclaim the Borg, rescue them. Yeah. Release them from the Borg... Being tied to the Borg Collective. So they've released Hugh, and then they've put him in charge of... the. But Hugh was already released, though, because he was... The last yeah. time we saw Hugh, he had his own little community of Borg. Um, but he somehow ended up back on this Borg Yeah, queue. somehow he's got back. So there's a lot of story, a lot of blanks to be filled right. in there. I think that we might... Like, I, I actually think that this entire season, every sort of start part is going to be a flashback yeah, of yeah. one thing or another. 
So maybe, yeah, maybe Hugh will get a little bit... We'll get a bit of the, more of the history of Hugh. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Seeing what like, he's... How long ago? Oh, it was Descent Part 2, so it was the, the first episode of Season 7 of TNG. So we're going to 94, Yeah, 93. yeah. So it's a long, long yeah. time since we've seen what he's... And we know it's pretty much in real time uh, for the characters. So, yeah, I'm not quite sure how he's got where he is. I suppose... Yeah. I suppose he is someone who is uniquely qualified. I say uniquely qualified. There's also sevens out there. And and in fact, Hugh uses the term XBs, which I assume stands for X-Borgs. Yeah, I'm assuming it's X-Borgs. And he says, like, you know, we're the lowest of the low. Yeah, but it we're implies, throughout the galaxy. And- but it implies that there's enough of them for it to constitute a community that yeah. people are, are aware of. Like, well, what do, what do we say about... Well, they said the complement of Bar Cube is 100,000, is it, or something <sighs> I'm around not that? not sure, to be honest, but yeah. So, we'd, and they've been reclaiming people for 14 years. Yeah, so theoretically they could all be from this ship, so, yeah. plus, plus obviously Hugh and his gang, and then Seven and... Like, has maybe Hugh come and join them when this has happened from his gang? Possibly so, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, maybe, or maybe... He was taken from wherever he was yeah. to oversee it, but he does say the Romulans are our hosts, as if, as if this is a mutual deal rather yeah. than them being there by any sort of um, entrapment or anything. So, yeah, still lots of questions going yeah. on that ship. The one sort of bit of insight he does give us, he says, people either see us as property to be exploited or danger to be warehoused. The Romulans, it's both. Yeah. So what? So what are they? Are they, you know, the wanting to exploit them but also keep them contained? I yeah, it seems that way. don't know. So, and then Soji's sort of got her own agenda. And this is where we start getting into this idea of myth and yeah. how myth can be used as a, a healing tool, which I am curious as to where this is going. And she wants to see this Rhonda, who's the expert on Romulan myth. And, yeah, she says the idea of a a shared mythical framework has therapeutic benefit. And I suppose, you know, there is a lot. I suppose you can say that, like, people find that with religion, don't they? Exactly, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, we're not going to get into religion. No, no. At all, because that's like a dangerous kind of word. Until we do DS9 and talk about Bajor. But, but yeah. Because well, it's a dangerous kind of worm, so it we're not going to get into religion in a big way. But a lot of people use religion as a uh, source of comfort. Source of comfort. And mythology is, you can say the same mythology yeah. is like religion. So, yeah, so it's, it's this, in, but it's this interesting idea of when we get to like the bog, we're going to create a mythical framework yeah. for them as a therapeutic thing. So, well, well, she says that they're creating the they're own. creating their own. own sorry, mythical. yeah. Which that's very interesting in terms of. So we we sort of skirted around religion in season two of Discovery, and we never quite yeah. pulled the trigger on it and went all out. But I I do want to see Star Trek really dig into religion. Yeah, it's, a it's like bit. I said, it's a dodgy one because it can be very. It can, but I, I think you can explore the idea of religion and what is religion, what is its function, what is its benefit, how does it work. I think you can do that without 
booklet picking out any specific it, yeah. religion and yeah if it's done done right it's ought to be so i'm very intrigued by it and you know there's some other bits that i want to talk about when we get to them but so there's all of that going on and then rafi we go back to rafi and she she says she's got evidence that starfleet conspired with the sabotage which yeah conspired with tell and he goes why would they destroy the own ships the own rescue which yeah we've you know that is the big question but it's not that there's not a precedent for this like if you go back to star trek 6 the klingon ambassador it was sorry it wasn't the klingon ambassador general chang yeah he conspired to stop their own peace talks yeah. which was there to save save kronos save yeah. the whole empire yeah so you know the there are reasons for this stuff, whether it's separatism or whether it's pride or yeah, and it you know it could well be that, and that was one of the things we speculated on in the early days. Were are the Romulans behind yeah the attack? And Rafi certainly seems to think so. And it's it like we we mentioned said, spoke about it last week, and we said it looked like F eight was receiving new mm. programming, so where's that come from? Well, that's it, and, you know, Rafi's thinking it's the Tal Shiar yeah. and Starfleet as a... And Picard's now got evidence of the Tal Shiar operating on Earth. Exactly, and, you and know... could only is... do that with Starfleet cooperation. And and this is the thing, and it just needs a man like Admiral Cartwright from Star Trek Six who was there. I don't like the Klingons. Yeah. I'm going to stop the peace talks, so... Yeah, it, it's very believable, but I wonder if that is where they're going to go. So we're still very early in the season. Yeah. Is it going to be as straightforward as that? I don't know. And then Picard wants her, basically, because he says, you mind your ability to see more. She's not having any of it, but she does say, I found you a pilot. I found you a captain. So, I found you a ship and a captain. So she, you know... She's going to be contacting you. <laughs> she is helping. And this is the thing. We've got these characters who are broken in different ways, but they are doing the right thing at yeah. the end of the day. And then we get <coughs> we get a sequence in the Daystrom Institute again with Commander O rocking the Ray-Bans. Or, yeah. Whatever it is, and this one again, I know there's been a load of uproar about no. it. No, <laughs> I, I don't see the problem with this. I think it's a bit of a clue. <laughs> yes, go on then. Go on. Well, this is something Michael Shabon hinted at as well. well but t- let's. Well, Vulcans, we already know from uh, Operation Annihilate. Yeah, Operation Annihilate, original series. The Vulcans have a second eyelid. Bright light doesn't bother them. Yeah, they can look straight at a sun. Yeah, <laughs> and she needs sunglasses. Well, is she Vulcan? <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, it's a bit of a giveaway if it is. You know, yeah, it, but like, but we already know that. Uh, but then, like, uh, was it Risso? <clears throat> yeah, we already know Risso is. is yeah, we do. But I mean, walking around Vulcan. on Earth wearing sunglasses. But then, I don't think many people know about the inner eyelid. No, because it was one of them. In the well, original they series, him to go blind, didn't they? Yeah, like Bones didn't know about it. Yeah, and you know, so so probably a lot of people don't know because we're trekkies. Yeah, we do know exactly. <laughs> so we've we've watched. I worked out. Is it about seven hundred episodes? Oh, a lot. Seven hundred fifty episodes in we are now. Yeah, and we've watched them all of quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> 
And it is one of those... Where do we find the time? I don't know. I don't, I don't think. But, but yeah, yeah, we just don't watch it. Well, no, do we watch do. other stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. But, um, yeah, because the, the Spock thing with the inner island, it was the... It was that phase, obviously, the original series, we'd not established who Vulcans were and what they could do. Yeah. So every few weeks, you would get this sudden, well, Captain, we actually have the ability to do this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, I can mind meld through rocks. Yeah, that's a new one. And the mind meld itself was, okay, yeah. you can do that now. And I've got the Vulcan nerve painting. Yeah. Hang on. Now, Commander, Commodore, oh, sorry. Do you remember Karate Kid 2? Yeah. Where he goes back to Okinawa. She is the actress who played Daniel's love interest in, yeah, in Karate Kid 2. So yeah, I don't know what she's been doing in between, but it's nice to see her yeah. back on the screen. And um, right then, so this is where we sort of get scenes and... Um, do you want to go on about what Michael Chabon says about the sunglasses, actually? Because yeah, yeah, we'll, about we'll cover that. that one. I mean, he, he basically said, um, apart from it potentially being a cue as to her, her identity, people said about, you know, why don't the sunglasses look more futuristic and Gerati's got ear pods in and, you know, why don't they? And his answer to that was basically, well, those are things that they've reached their peak design, you yeah. know. We've pretty much cracked the sunglasses. <laughs> We've pretty much cracked ear pods. You can't make them much smaller yeah. without losing them. And, um, and you know, books, we pretty much cracked them. They're not going to change. Yeah. So his argument is, you know, the only thing that will change is in terms of style and fashion. But the actual engineering of the design <sighs> is there. there. And I can I, and I can buy that. It is. It's quite refreshing that the just because it is three hundred years in the future, you haven't had to go with some stupid silver strip round your eyes yeah. for sunglasses. Because I something. think things like that often bring you out of it more than immerse yeah. you into it. So you just think, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Why won't they just have? It, yeah, it's like certain things that are as good as you're going and it's to things make them. Like like telephones. I mean, I know we've moved on in. Uh, Star Trek because you can just press your com badge or stuff but you know the the telephone can only be so small because it has to go from your ear to your mouth yeah so there's only so much you can do within yeah. and that and it has to be a certain size so you can press the buttons yeah exactly so <laughs> like I remember sort of like when mobile phone cr- really started as a craze there was a tiny little Nokia oh, that was about oh I remember that it was about two inches you had to get a pen to press the buttons yeah it was about two inches tall it was ridiculous it was yeah you, you could literally wear it on your key ring yeah <laughs> no that was not a good no and that's why we realised that don't work yeah it needs and we to don't be. have them anymore we don't have them little yeah foot. so yeah I mean it was quite interesting if you can check it out this Q&A with um, Michael Chabon he's addressed a few things and later, you know, what we get to now in the episode is we get it sort of intercuts a lot between Soji and what she's doing and Picard and what he's doing. Yeah. And so, like, Soji basically is ob- observing them and the the play, they've kind of got like Romulan tarot cards, is yeah. what they look like. Well, yeah, she's it's some sort of tarot card. There's another Romulan playing with what look with some sort of Rubik's Cube. Yeah, it does look like... Again, a Rubik's Cube, you can't really improve on that design. Yes. It's, um, it's there. And, yeah, so it's interesting what's well, going on Well, I wondered if that was sort eyes. of like... 
I wondered if, like, like as we go through this, there's something gone wrong with the cube when it's yeah. when it's assimilated the last Romulan ship. Yeah, because it says these are probably the only Romulans have ever been assimilated, and there's clearly something wrong with it. Yeah, and these are di- these are different when they've come out. They're not. Yeah, they're not the your standard Borg if such a thing exists. Yeah, yeah. well, they're obviously recli- the ex Borg and sort of come back to normal. Yeah, we've yeah. seen this with seven and nine and you. And we've seen it with a few others. Yeah. But these are brain damaged. There's, there's, there's definitely so- something more. Now, what, I, did, what did they call them? They call them the... Oh, I forget now. I should have written that down. But yeah, they do have a name for them, you're right. Like the dispossessed Dis- or something. Yeah. I'm not sure if it is that, but... So... There's something wrong with them. And it's caused the Borg Cube to to break yeah, yeah. down. To sever its link to the collective. And like, I wonder if this one's sort of like a bit symbolic. The guy with the Rubik's cube because it's a cube. He's ah, trying to solve, the, trying to fix, fix what's wrong with the cube. The cube, yeah, <laughs> it could well be. Yeah, it, just a bit of symbolism and just little hints. Yeah, I like it. Sort of little Easter eggs in there. Now, I do have a theory on what's happened to them, but it it ties in a little bit later on with something. So we'll we'll get to that when we get there. Meanwhile, Picard goes up to Rios's ship. Yeah. And we get a nice little hint of the TNG theme now that Picard's back on a starship. Oh, well, I suppose starship's too grand a term for it, but a, a ship anyway. Yeah, it's a ship. We... And so far, I like Captain Rios. I think, whereas I think I'm taking my time to it... warm to Rafi. I like Rios from the off. Yeah, like, it's a funny one. I've got a feeling he's a one-man crew. Oh, yeah, I think um, so. Because we see ZMH... And he's ENH, which E-N-H. is his... And I think he's got this holograph, emergency holograph, and it basically does engineering. Yeah, I yeah, think I we're think... going to find that it's off to do a lot oh, of Oh, different... yeah, I think he's got one for every department, yeah. and that basically runs the ship. And he's clearly been set up as a, a bit of a rogue, sort of in the Han Solo kind of mould here. You yeah, know, he's, there's... He's, he's, we first meet him and he's got a big bit of metal stuck yeah, in him. Yeah, a bit of titanium. He's bit. smoking a cigar <laughs> and he's got a big tattoo. And all, you know, he's, he's not your typical Star Trek guy. But I think perhaps some of that, and Picard calls it out, is performative. You know, he says, you Starfleet to the car. I could tell you Starfleet. I, I, I'd spend a couple of minutes on this ship, how it's laid out, how it's looked after. I could tell you are Starfleet. And... I don't think Picard thinks that's a bad thing because no, Picard doesn't. is Starfleet to the core. Yeah. Regardless of what he he might be trying to put across at the minute. Yeah, well, he, he <coughs> mentions though, doesn't he? He goes to Picard, um, yeah, I'll, eventually goes, yeah, I was so, first officer on so-and-so's ship until it got destroyed. Don't try looking it up because Starfleet erased yeah, it. Yeah, which is interesting. Which is a strange one. Well, we know they erased Discovery, but we know there's myriad reasons yeah. for doing that. Maybe. I mean, I'd... we know that they like to cover up mutinies, again, from Discovery. Yeah, it didn't sound like it was a mutiny. Didn't get that. I've not got that impression. Maybe not then. So, I don't know. Maybe were they, were they attacked by their own people or something? I, you know, I don't know. We know the captain died. Yeah. And we know that it's it's caused Rios to leave Starfleet and... Not trust them. Yeah. But I think Picard, 
likes what when he sees that in him is like you know yeah. I'm glad that this guy's Starfleet because yeah that's what I am and I can work with this even though we're not working within the bounds of Starfleet but he'll understand exactly it's, it's the sort of man he wants on his team and uh, we get that nice little bit where it says Picard was the chief contact with the Q continuum <laughs> yeah which is that an official title or is it just <laughs> Is it just a known thing? I or? think it's just a known thing. Like, we only know of Q visiting two captains and a commander. Yeah, and Cisco definitely wouldn't be the chief contact yeah. without that went. And I don't think Janeway would either. No. So, yeah, maybe it's an unofficial thing, but I like the idea that he's kind of an ambassador yeah, to, the to the Q, Q continuum. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a few scenes back on the the chateau which is Picard getting ready to leave and it's a nice sort of poignant scene you know, I'll miss you I'll miss the dog yeah um, but I won't miss the actual but that's it and he, and he admits you know he never really felt like he belonged there it reminds me a little bit of back in family where we had Rene looking out to the stars and yeah dreaming of yeah but like I think it's always been hinted at Picard never felt he belonged he, he's Oh yeah, definitely. Picard left the farm. He and, didn't want to be. And I think at this stage, Picard is a man who's realizing basically, I've wasted fourteen years of my life. Yeah, I should have been out in space. Yeah. That's where I'm. But I've I belong. I, I took Umbridge, and I was I did it for the right reasons, but, but it wasn't ultimately yeah. the right thing to do. So yeah, he's basically cut his nose off to spite his face. Yeah, it's spot <laughs> on. And then um, we get, this is where we sort of go back to the the Romulan tarot and everything. There's a few nice little details like where they say Romulan houses always have a false front door. Yeah. And you've got to go in the back, which sounds cool. It makes them sound mysterious and stuff. But if everybody knows that, yeah. then you're always just going to well, go around the back. But I wonder if everyone does know that because she's sort of taken aback that how much she knows. Yeah, true, yeah. And Like, I don't I have a problem with this because, like, it's something they used to say in olden days. You didn't use your front door except for weddings or funerals. Yeah, yeah. You came in through your front door and you went out through your front door. That was the only time. Yeah. It was used twice. So. Yeah. It's an it, it's an interesting sort of insight into Romulan yeah. culture. And then Soji has this bit where she says, if certain people requested entry, would it be granted? And that sounds like a code phrase or something. Yeah, you know. but she also goes and sits behind you, she doesn't does. she? So I'm entering so from behind. Is it is it maybe a ceremonial Romulan thing? Possibly. Or is it like some sort of code phrase? Like no, you I, get the, I get the impression that she knows more than she should do. She does, and she even realises that at this point. Yeah. Because, you know, later when she talks to Narek, she says, like, you know, I, I don't think I knew about that Romulan ship before we started talking about it. And we start into cutting then, so we get a bit of a battle at the Chateau. And I love that the Romulans have hidden guns everywhere. I was so glad because it got hinted at in the first episode that only they, that only the Tal Shiar could protect him from yeah, the Tal yeah. if they ever attacked. And we see them in action. Yeah, so if this see. is the last time we have to see them. Oh, they've gone out on a high, definitely. Yeah, it's really nice to see them in action. <laughs> it is, and it's good that, like, you know... This is the secret police that's higher than the Tal Shiar. So you'd think that the, it should yeah, be yeah. better than the Tal Shiar at what they do. And these two just... Oh, yeah, they, they take them out, and Picard does as well. Now, 
The only thing I wanted in this scene that we didn't get, and I think another reason why we don't get it, is I wanted number one to go for one of the Romulans. <laughs> but I think he's... <laughs> Patrick Stewart's whole thing is he wants to rehabilitate the image of pit bulls. Yeah. So I would imagine that he wouldn't have wanted to show a, a, pit, a pit bull. bull attacking someone. Even in these circumstances, it would be completely acceptable. Yeah, but... But I, I would imagine that's why we didn't get it. Yeah. But if, Plus it's actually... Like, number one is his, is his own actual dog. Yeah, yeah. So it's maybe not trained to do things oh, like that. Not, so no. It's not like having because you do have acting dogs. Yeah, you do. That they could probably have brought in that would have been able to do this. But this is his own dog, so it probably does follow him all over, like we've seen. Yeah, yeah. And it'll do sit and drop and fetch, yeah, yeah. etc. Normal dog stuff. But why would he teach it to mock oh, attack no, people? Absolutely, so? it wouldn't. <laughs> and you know, and this, this is the thing, you know. I don't think any dogs are inherently violent. I think it's the way the I think it's they're treated they're tra- and the way and they're bred. The way they're treated, not necessarily the way they're bred, the way they're trained. Yeah, well, exactly. And so I understand not doing it, but I would like, have. Let's be let's be fair though. When you see a lot of these cases where it has been dogs attacking people, you see the owners. Oh and yeah. they're just bloody idiots. It, no, no, absolutely true. You know, and yeah. So I'm, you know, in. From Patrick Stewart's perspective and everything, I think it's right not to have a dog. Yeah. Especially a dog that's from a much maligned breed. If, however, you really do want that itch scratching, I would recommend checking out Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) And that's what I'd have liked to have seen number one. Fair enough. So, action sequence is great. Culminates with Girati takes one of them out. Yeah, and she maybe it's, it was on stunt. Nope, it's a Romulan disruptor. Not a chance. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody finds an episode somewhere where, where maybe they do. But okay, we'll we'll preempt that one. If somebody does find that, they've changed them. Yeah, <laughs> now they don't. This is like the secret. Almost yeah. secret police's stun gun. The normal military's disruptors might have a stun set in yeah. secret police's stun. Definitely not. <laughs> so then we get like they're, they're interrogating this Romulan. We see this is something they've done before. They're from the Tal Shiar. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. And we get a lovely well, little moment where it finally confirms the ridges. Yeah, but um, did you notice before they start interrogating him, mm. he's about to. Just kill the guy, right? And she whispers to him in Romulan. She goes, "No, we don't do that anymore." Yes, yeah, no, it's yeah. It, they've definitely got a past them too. Yeah, but um, yeah. So the the head ridges, and it's just a nice little line. No, he's a stubborn northerner, just yeah. like you. <laughs> and finally, we can put that to rest now. Yeah, so the northerners have the ridges. Southerners, southerners don't. don't. We saw. We obviously saw southern Romulans in the original series, yeah. and northern Romulans in. DS9 Voyager, uh, DS9 Next Gen, so there we go. We can all breathe easily now. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get such a nice, easy explanation for all the different Klingons we've had over the years, but... (laughs) Not the Romulans. Romulans, I'm happy with that. (laughs) And then we go back to this um, shared mythology, says it's the news. Yeah. And she says, oh, that's real. Of course you'd see it as the news. I'm like, would you? So, see, this... And then she goes... And I've seen you tomorrow. 
Now, I know you from tomorrow. This is my theory. Because we know that the Borg have some degree of time travel from first contact. Yeah. You know, they do travel back in time, but also uh, Picard says, well, the ship at Wolf 359 was destroyed. He says, you're thinking way too three-dimensionally. Yeah. So the Borg can manipulate time to some degree. So maybe these Romulans have got access to that part of the Borg technology, and that's why they're so disturbed if they're not if they're not perceiving time in a linear fashion. Ah, so the same. A bit like yeah. the Prophet. So, you know, and that would explain why there can be things like prophecies. Because yeah. we, the only time we've done prophecies really before in Star Trek is from the prophets who didn't see time in a linear yeah. fashion. So there is always a scientific underlying thing when we've used prophecy. And yeah. I'm thinking maybe um, that's how we're um, gonna. Let's be fair. Time travel is quite well established in Star Trek. Oh yeah, the, Ta- time, tra- does time it. travel is a, is an established thing. And this, you know, this is you know they say oh she's the destroyer or whatever it is, and you know that could be if it's handled badly, that could be a really awful cheesy storyline. But I don't think that's what we're getting. I think there's going to be some timey wimey stuff. Like, I think that they might be calling the Destroyer, but destroying what? And ah, it, it is, very it's good very question. Subje- it's very subjective. Just saying someone's a Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. And this is someone who's mentally disturbed and not seeing things clearly. Mm-hmm. That this is coming from. What is she seeing to destroy? Yeah, that's true. She could be, yeah. So, the- is, she, do, is she responsible for destroying? Destroying the Borg's uh, collect, it could uh, be collective how they talk to each other. Yeah. It could be anything at this she point. Could, she could, it's a very the vague. thing she destroys could be something evil. She never snaps the pencil. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but yeah. that's what I mean. It's a very that's it. We it's don't a very know. encompassing. My only concern about it was it's it just the phraseology or she's the destroying artist. It sounds a bit mumbo jumbo and. It, it could just be so cheesy like we you know it it's Star Trek not Star Wars we don't do chosen ones yeah. and all this bit apart from the prophets um, but I, you know I think there is going to be a scientific thing underlying oh, this oh yeah like that's what I'm saying I think it's a very yeah wide term oh, yeah. And, and we don't know I think we're in for something really interesting with this idea of mythology and see that that's the other thing mythology seen as the news if you weren't perceiving time in a linear fashion then your own mythology would be the news because it you would see it at the same yeah, time as you it's happening you see everything else so you know yeah but she pinpoints that she has a sister she goes are you the one does, who lives yeah. or the one who dies and Daj doesn't uh, sorry Soji doesn't know Daj is dead at yeah. this point and this leads to her calling a mum. Now, this is strange. I think this is like a, a defence system. It's, if you start asking too many questions, we put you to sleep so that yeah. you, well, you stop I said chasing it. it. Well, we, I said this previously that I think the mother is a computer programme. I agree with you now, up, definitely. comes up. I don't think... You co- and she goes, oh, yeah, Dad, she's, uh, I spoke to her yesterday. Yeah, she's getting a dog. She's getting and, a dog and... Next thing, she literally almost like turning it's off. It's like going into a trance. Yeah, yeah it's literally like she turned and off. And I think it, it 
it is a defence mechanism. It's like in in Westworld where they see something that they can't understand and they say, I don't see anything. Yeah. So I think it's like that. It's You're going down the wrong route, so we switch you off. Are you asking questions you shouldn't be? Yeah. You, you're not activated. You don't need this knowledge. Yet, yeah, exactly. So gonna, so, like, what will be interesting is if she doesn't remember the call to her mother and thinks things have happened. Yes. I, I think, is that not implied with the conversation she has with Narek that she doesn't recall this? Yeah. And I think we brush past it quite quickly because Narek comes out with this, oh, I'm falling in love with you, which is clearly just to get her to stop asking him about stuff that yeah. he doesn't want to well, give away. This is where she talks about where she talks about the ship. Yes. Knowing that you were the last ship that was assimilated by this cube yeah and she goes I don't five minutes before I couldn't have told you about it but I knew there yeah. and then I, I've read every document that the Romulans have yeah, on yeah. this is it something that they've forgotten to hide and that's and Narek shuts this down with but this I I'm fall in love, love with rubbish. you rubbish and I don't think he is. Whether he yeah. will or not in the future, I he don't know. He shagged her once. I'm sorry, but... Yeah. That, she's that's, very bonny. She's very... You know, she's but, just an attractive lass, but you don't fall in love after shagging someone once. It's maybe trying to get in a knickers again. It's maybe, <laughs> I, think, I think it's a cheap line to get in a knickers again. I think he's deflecting her away from a conversation <laughs> he doesn't want to have. But I also think... We don't know much about Soji, but... She's not daft enough to fall for that either. No, you, well, you told not. She's surely going to be thinking, come on, have a day off. Yeah. You know? But anyway, so I don't know how that's going to pan out. And then Rizzo turns up. Yeah. And she's now Romulan again. Yeah, this, now, this seems strange to me that she's gone back to the cube. We've got to assume she's on the cube. Yeah, yeah. Which is fair enough. She's got to go back there for some whatever. But why make her Romulan again? I don't know. Yeah, it's not relevant. Maybe she just doesn't like being dressed as a yeah, human. There's obviously, like I spoke about this last time, we know that they have green blood, so you assume that there's all sorts of medical stuff that you have, oh, to, yeah, do you'd have to, to do yeah. to hide the fact that she's Romulan. Yeah, as a human. It's presumably not a quick process. It's a lot of surgery, and I'd imagine a lot of internal surgery yeah, yeah. and changing body chemistry. Yeah, yeah. So, if she goes back to Starfleet and she's back as the human again, I'm going to question how... What it's done very... Co- but having said that, I mean, I know it's not quite as extreme, but there was an episode of DS9 where Dr. Bashir did two sex changes on Quark in the space of about 45 minutes. But, but yeah, it it's a big, big process to change someone's... So it, Unless it is just literally they've just done her ears. Yeah. And that's it. And she just got to hope she never gets cut or anything. Yeah. It's... So I don't know. Now, these two, have we got a bit of a Jamie Lannister thing going on with these two? Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it's... it? It's, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I got that vibe that these these seem like there's some they don't seem like brother and sister yeah there seems like there's a sexual tension there between them I don't know if that's gonna pan out I don't know what the crack is between the two of them I'm not sure we'll we'll have to wait and see how that plays out but I'm glad it wasn't just me that thought that so then we get the finale scene which is just great 
So Girati wants to come with Picard. Yeah. He she does a big speech as to why she should be, and you know Picard wants her to come with him. Yeah, and it's all it's a good reason. Absolutely, yeah. I am your foremost authority. Yeah, on yeah, no cybernetics she's, and she's you're looking right. for Yeah, and she wants she says, I wanna see this miracle of this yeah. um you know, human looking synthetic and everything. And then they're up on the ship, Rafi's there. Yeah. Is she goes? Can I come along? He goes. You're welcome to join me. I'm not joining you. I'm just coming along. It's, yeah, she wants to ride to this place. She's found Maddox apparently. Well, we had a nice part part about oh, that, didn't yeah, we earlier? Yeah, we missed that. And, and uh, she's at a computer terminal, and so it comes up. Um, so and so, so and so on three clouds on yeah. the display. And Picard calls. Yeah. And I love this bit. He goes, "You're doing the research, aren't you? No." Okay, I'm sending you everything that we've yeah. got on Bruce Carry Maddox. on. Carry on. And she's sort of, well, I was doing the research, yeah. actually. It shows that he knows her better yeah. than she probably likes to admit. <laughs> and, of course, she does turn up here, and I don't think she's just going to get a lift to free class no, and she, then drop no. out. But, but I think this is a bit like where I'm not going to help you. I found you a ship and a captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing the research. I found you Bruce Maddox. Yeah. I'm not coming, I'm I'm only coming for a little journey, I'm only coming on a lift, but I'm not joining you. And what do you think uh, Free Cloud might be then? To me it looked like a casino or something. It looked like some sort of spaceship, didn't it? Yeah. But she seemed almost worried about going back to Free Cloud. Now what I was wondering with this is if we're playing up this addict thing, if it is a casino, she saw dice rolling... Maybe it's another addiction. She's got a gambling addiction, and she's like, "Oh God, you know, I don't yeah. want to." Or maybe there, you know, she has a reason for going there. She's got someone she needs to see, and yeah. I'm not sure. I'd quite like it if it were like a Ferengi gambling resort yeah, or something. <clears throat> yeah, and maybe if it could be Ferengi, and therefore open to everybody. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, everyone welcome. I'm interested to see what it is. I mean, I, I, do you think Maddox will be there? Is it going to be that easy? No. No. <laughs> okay. No, too early a reveal. Yeah. Episode, what, well, four. Episode four, what we think should have been episode three. I think it's too early for Maddox. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Um, it, I suppose it, it depends, because obviously Picard's going to have to get to the Borg ship at yeah. some point. So I don't I don't know maybe yeah I I I have a feeling Maddox won't be as easy to find as 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 we're seeing, and then obviously we get Picard tempted to sit in the captain's chair earlier on, and he sort of hovers behind it in this sequence, and he gets to give the engage command. Did you notice the controls? The three dimensional controls. Yeah, yeah. Now this is fun because this was hinted at in uh, DS9. Oh, in, the, right. in the visitor, when yeah. they bring the defiant out of mothballs, and they're all a lot yeah. older, they go, "Oh, can you remember when we used to have to ah, use yeah, two-dimensional controls? Right. How did we get on?" So it was hinted at that the used three D controls, yeah, that's and good. I thought this was really nice to actually see the three D yeah, controls. Yeah. So no, really cool. And then you know they're off, they warp out, and we get strings of the next gen theme yeah. and everything, and. 
I defy anyone who is a fan of Next Gen not to leave this episode with a massive smile on your yeah, face. It, it's, it, it was. It ended year. It's Picard's got a crew. He's off. Yeah. He's there. I don't think he's got his full crew yet. No, I don't think he has. We won't talk about the trailer for next week, but it is. I've not watched more. it, so... Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's more people to come, and we yeah. know Riker and Troy are somewhere. Yeah. And we know Seven's going to turn up at some yeah. point, so... He's, I'm trying to remember how many episodes she's credited with. She's credited with quite a lot, is Jerry Ryan. I know, and she said that Frakes directed her first episode, so it's either next week or the week yeah. after. Unless we end up with another two episodes Ooh. that end up being three. <laughs> you never know. I but, hope. <laughs> but the do he's called Two Takes Frakes because he's very efficient. Yeah. So I, I imagine that Frakes will have, if he were hired to deliver two episodes, he will have delivered two episodes. But you never know. Either way, really, really exciting stuff yeah. at the minute. So we had a bit of a... A slump last week, not in terms of quality, but just in terms of pace. Pace and but but we've definitely if this recaptured is like three, it. Three episodes should have been two, mm-hmm. and have stretched it out, not to edit yeah. it so much out. It, it explains why the second episode was so much slower. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, really positive on Picard at the minute. Is there anything else you want to? Yeah, cover? Emerg- emergency holograph. Yeah. Um, obviously we're seeing first as a doctor yeah. then as a navigator I've said I think he's got a couple ball over I won't be surprised but into interesting that he's the captain's imaged him on himself yeah the person I want like it. as I said it, it looks like there's only the captain on here he does so the only person I want to spend time with is me yeah the second person I'm good I'm good to talk to myself yeah and he almost has arguments with himself oh he does yeah himself up. it's like they're almost sort of different facets of him yeah they've got different accents yeah and yeah maybe he's just a massive narcissist yeah or... I just thought like so in essence so we've seen him the same guy now play three roles <laughs> yeah so yeah far. and this is um, the actor uh, is it Santino Cabrera and he was the guy out of Heroes who did the paintings that showed the future and everything. So, yeah, it's ni- nice to see him getting work again because yeah. Heroes fell off a cliff, didn't it, after, well. the, after the first season? Yeah. It's, so it's one of them, when you look back and you go, oh, crap, Heroes. And it wasn't. The first season first was incredible. Brilliant. But then it just... Ooh. But anyway, good to see him in a new role. And as I say, I like this roguish sort of character. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm excited for the crew. I want to see where they're going to go. Yeah. I want to see where the story's going. Yeah, I don't think... Like, it's very strange that it's leaving Earth. Like, I thought Riker was off to be retired on Earth. Yeah, I did. Canada, I but did. it's leaving Earth now. Maybe they're on Beta Z. Oh, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, they could be anywhere. They could be at but Free Cloud, whatever be. it is. They could be. Could be. It could have been a... I mean, it did look like they were on Earth, but it could have been a holodeck. Yeah, it could be anywhere. Or maybe they have to go back to Earth for some reason. Anyway, we've got seven, possibly eight or more episodes to find out, so... Yeah, so we've got... Uh, Freaks and Marina... Yep. ...coming up next week, we think. We think. we definitely got Freaks behind the camera, whether he'll be yeah. in front of it as well. Like, I, I, I got the impression that he was in his episodes. Yeah, I would ep- think... At least one of them, yeah. yeah. 
it makes sense while he's there. But yeah, um, and the same with Marines. She'll be in the same episode as yeah, Fred. yeah. So possibly three or four. We know uh, Jerry Ryan's coming in. We do. We're looking forward to that. Um, we've got another uh, new character coming in yep. as part of his crew. So we've got lots of new stuff, lots of old favourites, and we still don't really know where the story's going, which is good. I want to yeah, keep, keep like, guessing. Like, you've got to imagine now that they're going to be trying to work out what's happened at Mars. Oh, yeah. But Picard still doesn't even know about the ball cube yet. So. No, he doesn't. Exactly. That's going to... Um, <laughs> blow his mind when he gets there but we'll be there anyway keeping track of it as we go let us know what you think if you have theories on the uber myth that they're developing for the Borg or whatever's going on let us know we're on Facebook put in Retrek you'll find us on there we're on Twitter at RetrekPod email us RetrekPod at gmail.com and if you enjoy what we're doing please leave us a rating and that's pretty much all we've got this week. So thank you for trekking with us yep. this time. Thanks a lot. We'll see you again on the retrack. Bye bye.